our mission has stayed uh, fairly similar. And so for me, whatever that brand is and whatever that name is, mm -hmm. as, uh, as long as we're clear about what our mission is, um, and that doesn't mean the mission won't change, but we're clear about that. Mm -hmm. I see the brand and the name as an extension of that. So that I just can be. This is another episode of a special series called Enough for All of the podcast Walk, Talk, Listen. This series sheds light on 75 years of an NGO called CWS. My name is Mitch Bloom and I welcome you to another episode of Walk, Talk, Listen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is um, another episode of our podcast about church world service. And I'm I'm always delighted, but now I'm super delighted because this is my colleague, Joanne, um, who I, I think is was there from the beginning, but you know, my, she might tell, tell us something else, but she has been with us for, for many, many years, a great colleague. Um, and I will ask her to introduce herself. Great, thanks, Maurice. Um, I'm Joanne Rendell and have had the privilege of serving with Church World Service since 1985. Um, have worked mainly within the context of the U.S. and in providing services to uh, undergird the mission around the globe. So have been located in Elkhart, Indiana, uh, for those of you who know where that is, uh, in northern Indiana, not too far from Chicago. So my role currently is I serve as chief financial officer for Church World Service. Yeah. So, so Joanne, and you, you are really, I, and I think it, it speaks for the type of organization Church World Service is, but you really went from when you were young, you know, and then you grew with the organization. So can you tell a little bit when you started and how old you were and what you did and um, yeah, bring us through that. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's been a privilege. Um, I, as I said, I started in 1985 mm -hmm. and um, in those years I, I was in college. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I was studying and um, uh, had actually uh, the person who would become my mother-in-law <laughs> was working with Church World Service and I was looking for um, something. I was going to school full-time um, uh, and was just looking for something work-wise um, and really kind of came upon Church World Service in that process, both through my then uh, my now mother-in-law as well with some people in church. I grew up in the United Methodist Church and was active in various Church World Service um, things. So uh, I started actually um, doing data entry, and I did that at the time. Um, some of you may remember uh, in 1985, 86 was the height of uh, the terrible famine in Ethiopia. And Church World Service at that point was starting to put together a mailing list of people who, who um, were responding uh, and wanted to respond to that famine and starting to putting, putting together that mailing list 
to um, start to keep people up to date on what was happening as, as a result of the, um, what Church World Service was doing in the famine and so forth. And from there, as you said, it does feel, it feels like the years have gone quickly, but had many different roles uh, within Church World Service, all in providing support and, and service. And um, whether that was in data processing, whether that was in information technology, uh, income processing, accounting, finance, business operations, and then just kind of moved from there um, uh, and then was privileged to be called into the role of uh, CFO then in 2000. And even since then, the organization has changed a lot as, as well as the role has changed a lot. Um, but that's a little bit of my history um, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of how I came to Church World Service and, and um, I, I do think um, I feel privileged, as do many others, that was able to grow within Church World Service mm -hmm. and be able to hopefully use gifts, which in my case um, are, are kind of behind the scenes and support gifts to uh, further the mission. Andrew, and do you remember when you, for the first time you heard about a churchful service, was that when you applied or was that already before? You know, it was already before. Um, as I said, I grew up in uh, a neighborhood community, United Methodist Church. And um, the United Methodist are one of the, the, the communions or churches that has been a member of Church World Service um, since mm -hmm. its beginning in 1946. And so um, I uh, first learned of Church World Service there. Uh, first through the Crop Hunger Walk, um, and then through blanket offerings, and and for myself was engaged as a youth delegate to the United Methodist Conference, and mm. so that kind of moved me into some other areas where could see what was uh, the United Methodist Committee on Relief, which was the relief and development arm of the United Methodist Church, and how they partnered with Church World Service as well as other partners. So it was it was in that through that that I first learned of Church World Service. Um, and, and so you were also there when we were Churchill Service was still part of the National Council of Churches. Yes, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as I said, uh, starting in 1985 um, and working at that point, um, our office in Elkhart, Indiana, really serviced what, what um, at that point what could have been called, you know, um, community education and fundraising mm -hmm. or resource development. It had many different titles, but it really was servicing here in the US, which was a lot of both um, fundraising. And then over the years really added a lot of uh, community education, root causes of hunger and poverty and so forth. And so that's where we started um, in, in the financial operations or the service operations in Elkhart. Um, and then in 2000, when Church World Service began to handle its own finance and program activities and then moved from there into a separate 501c3 organization, um, then expanded the, the operation within Elkhart and those services to serve the whole of Church World Service, not only in the U.S., but globally. And so um, really moved quickly into many areas. <laughs> You were just saying you've worked, you know, mainly uh, on the U.S. side of the Church World Service activities, but you all also have traveled around. And um, can you bring us maybe back to, you know, the first time or one of the first times that you saw 
you know, church world service at work overseas and, and what were your thoughts and, and uh, yeah. Um, and is that still similar to what we do today? Mm. Yeah. Um, interesting. The, the first uh, experience that I remember was when we were really looking for, it was our fundraising governance committee to really have an experience of our global work. So it was made up of persons that were involved in the crop hunger walks and their leaders in their churches um, to promote um, particularly emergency and development work, but also working with refugees. And um, it, it, it took that group to um, Honduras. Mm. And um, uh, we worked in partnership, um, really doing a lot of food security work, what we would now today call food security work. At that point, a lot of agricultural work, a lot of work with farmers, um, a lot of work around uh, fisheries and, and so forth. And so um, that was actually my first experience. And so that was in um, the um, early to mid 90s, um, actually mid 90s at that point. And um, it was a, a good experience, both in terms of program, also uh, learning about constituency, but about partnership. Partnership has been fundamental to church world service. How do we partner globally? How do we work with grassroots organizations who have a much better sense of what is needed in Honduras than, than we do? And so it was, um, I, I think while things have changed over the year, that, that focus on partnership was something that I remember very vividly mm -hmm. from that team and dedication. Oh, the dedication of, of, of the partners. Um, and then more recently, um, have had more opportunities as we have really worked as Church World Service to um, really, uh, I'm going to use the word <laughs> decentralize, <laughs> but really kind of um, not have one central location where we had a mm -hmm. lot of leadership, but really to look at that from a global perspective and have moved in that direction. And so from a finance perspective, have been working with finance staff in various parts of the world in terms of our policies, our protocols, our monitoring, our evaluation. And through that, I've had also the opportunity to work with a lot of leadership um, and, and travel. And um, uh, two things that come to mind mm -hmm. very quickly. Um, uh, one is an opportunity, because I had not traveled for a number of years, that colleagues in Asia that I was able to travel in Cambodia, where we have a long, long history of working in Cambodia, working with the local governments and really a lot of work around livelihoods, around uh, water and sanitation, a lot of um, around agriculture and food security and nutrition, a lot of work around nutrition, really at a very uh, local level. But it was an extended time of really being able to go into the communities with um, our staff and partners in Cambodia and it was a real gift um, really to, to learn so much how respected um, the community leaders were. And one of my big visions of that is just, just um, whether it be a, a, a rice co-op or whether it be a livelihood co-op, just mm -hmm. how the community came together to share resources with one another. So uh, talking with a mother about her child who got sick and she had no money, but the co-op helped to get that money to take her to a to take her child to a place where they could find help. And I just think, um, isn't that something we all would like today? And unfortunately is not something that, that many of us have, uh, particularly in the developed world. And I guess lastly, um, a, a trip in 2019 was the first trip I had made to um, an emergency, uh, really an emergency. And it was in central Sulawesi in Indonesia after mm. six months, six months after the um, earthquake and tsunami. 
and six months after and you know seeing the red zones and the land that was just engulfed in whole communities that are just no longer there and six months later you know uh, while the government was working at it, it you know, people were living in tent, torn tents, and really they wanted their children to go, the things that we want, their children to go to school, food, uh, uh, livelihood, and so forth. And just, um, I would say that that was probably one of the most impactful um, pieces, just in terms of um, just how complex mm -hmm. um, and, un, and uh, difficult, and the resilience of persons um, was incredible. So, yeah, it, it has been really a blessing and hopefully I feel like I don't even do justice to, to being able to communicate, but try to do that um, as, as best we can. Um, yeah, those are some thoughts, Maurice. You know, thanks, thanks, Joanne, for, for bringing us with you back, uh, you know, a number of years and then even to this recent trip. Um, when we, when Church World Service celebrated its 50 years, um, it produced a book and um, the subtitle or the title of the book was 50 Years of Help and Hope. Now, if you would be asked to make a book or, or you know, help to... Um, come up with the title for a book about 75 years of uh, church world service. What are some of the keywords that you would use? Suggest. That's interesting. Um, um, one of the words that comes to mind for me, and it has different connotations, but is promise. <laughs> um, uh, that uh, hopefully as church world service or as persons in communities around the globe that we could fulfill a promise to one another <laughs> um, to support one another to act justly to show mercy i mean i think that's part of what we're called to do um, uh, but promise it comes to mind and um, yeah i think about that because i think um, yeah, help and hope, uh, I think, is, has been good, but it's, it's that promise of something better. And, and we would all kind of yearn for the time when our mission of, of working together and transforming communities with just and sustainable solutions for disaster, for displacement, for hunger, for poverty may not be needed. Um, and um, I think that we've all seen kind of little pockets of that. Um, I'm thinking about a school in um, Kenya, which one of our member churches supported and was the first school that used solar energy for teaching computers in this very remote village for its children so that they could have a promise of a better life. <laughs> and so um, that word keeps coming back to me that I would hope um, that the, the refugee that is seeking a better life or a safe place to call home would have the promise of that and that we would be a people that would be open to that, for example. I would like to continue to, to think about the past and then bring us you know, to, to the now. Um, now my kind of, if, if I'm asked, you know, can you, 
kind of describe, you know, the journey of CWS. I often say, well, I think we started as a U.S. Christian organization trying to work ecumenically because, you know, together we we think we can do more than than a part. I think over time we have grown into a global organization, is even interfaith. If you hear me saying that, um, and you don't have to do, agree, but what is your reaction? Would you agree or you don't agree or, yeah, can you react to that? No, I, I think that that's very true. I mean, um, I come to this world work as a person of faith. And so that is a big component, which draws me to church world service. Um, how, you know, and so I would hope that persons of faith <laughs> um, would come together to make a difference, to build that better life, to make sure there is enough for all. And I think in the context globally today, which is very different than we started in 1946, which was a much more US-based Christian organization, I think in order to have impact, in order to find solutions um, to um, the, the issues of hunger and poverty and, and to find that safe place for everyone to have a home and so forth, um, that requires us really, has required us and will continue to require us to really um, act out of our faith, but do that in a much broader context, which is global and is interfaith, um, so that we can learn and um, partner together in, in that. So I, yeah, I, I would agree. Mm -hmm. While listening to you and, and, and to, to hear, you know, your perspective about what Church World Service is about, you know, certain keywords are coming back, like partnership, promise, you know, commitment. Yeah, you did not mention that word, but I think that's what I felt when you were uh, talking about uh, the work that you are doing and that uh, you have seen. Now, if I have to ask, if I would ask you to name one colleague or one partner or one supporter of CWS that best embodies of what Church World Service is about, who will you name and why? Mm -hmm. And I understand because you know, I've asked many people and they say, oh, it's difficult to, to, to come up with one, but I'm asking you to come up with one person. Yeah, yeah, that is very hard. <laughs> it is hard because I'm thinking of the many staff over the years uh, and many donors that we've interact donors in particular yeah. for, for me that have interacted with um, quite a bit. Um, um, uh, I guess um, if I had to pick one, which you're clear, one is what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I guess I, and I, I think I would have to probably um, say Donna Durr. Um, Donna has worked, she worked previously to coming to church world service um, with one of our, our, our member churches, the Church of the Brethren. She worked with, uh, in refugee work and emergency work. She worked with church world service for many years um, in emergency and development work and certainly uh, work with the displaced around the world. Um, she was very respected uh, globally um, for her knowledge. Um, but what I remember most uh, is a few other things. She's very caring and compassionate, extremely knowledgeable, always, you know, of the global context, of the political context, of the church context, of the work with partners. And she was always open to sharing, sharing that. 
and she always had time and watching her as she would both address a group or be in a community or talking with a group of refugees um, or um, those that had just lost their homes. <laughs> she had that empathy and that and and could just communicate. They they could feel her support and then she could make things happen to try to um, to try to build on that. Um, and I would also see as someone, um, um, as, a, uh, as a woman in leadership, I think she modeled that for a lot of women such as myself who were coming into church world service. And I think if you talk with a lot of people, a lot of women in particular right now who are leaders or who have been over the last 10 to 15 years, um, I think many of us would say that. No, thank you for, for sharing that, Joanne. And I, I, yeah, I mean, Donna, Donna Durr was also, you know, if you, if you mention the word empathy, that's definitely a word that applies to, to Donna. Donna was my, uh, when I was still in Indonesia office, she was my, uh, yeah, more or less my backup. You know, how do you say that? My, she was not officially my, my uh, supervisor, but she was always there you know right. got my back um, yes. and, and um, at the same time also not a professional as well so not afraid to um, well to share her opinion if she would not agree mm -hmm. so so yeah. and, and 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 I think that's really important because you know you should be able to have good discussions um, if you if you have a difference of opinion there's nothing wrong with that um, but on top of that, she always was a, yeah, a tremendous colleague and, and, and friend. And uh, uh, yeah, she she passed away too too early. Um, but yeah, I, I thank you for, for mentioning her because she was an extraordinary uh, a person. And for me, definitely also, uh, you know, an example of, yeah, of a, of a church world service uh, person. So uh, yeah, I... I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah, Joanne, I I um, continue to to uh, to push you a bit in terms of coming up with anecdotes and stories um, <laughs> to you know to help our listeners that don't sure. know church Bowl service in and out to get some pictures of what type of organization. Mm -hmm. um, we are in and why you know people like you and me are already for decades with this organization so right. because it's an awesome organization and, and we believe in its mission and, and how we do the work um, if I would ask you to come up with an anecdote or an experience which best describes your time with CWS and I know there will be many but yeah share share one of those memories you know uh... I don't know what this best describes, but it is mm -hmm. something that is very, um, yeah, that I that I think about. Um, uh, one of the ways that Church World Service uh, raises awareness around hunger and poverty in the U.S. is through the Crop Hunger Walks, and there are Crop Hunger Walks in many communities around the United States, and um, and have been have many, many supporters, um, and, and many of those supporters uh, for years. And they've experienced hunger themselves. 
um, talking with some uh, at the time of World War II and experiencing hunger and coming to this country and that kind of, that motivates them, uh, for example. And one couple that I think about um, is in our local Elkhart Crop Hunger Walk and it was uh, Judy and Dale Stickle. They were part of a local United Methodist Church and for years um, um, participated in the Crop Hunger Walk. They were very active in under and, and trying to look at the root causes of hunger and poverty, trying to look at, at issues around climate change, really exploring things around food security and nutrition and, and education for children and so forth. And I had the privilege for several years of walking with them. And um, Judy was the top uh, fundraiser, <laughs> and everyone talked about her. They wanted, they wanted, they wanted to support the Crop Hunger Walk because Judy was so passionate about it, and you could see that passion. And um, one of the um, Dale has passed away uh, two years, three years ago now, and and Judy has not been able to walk. The last year they were able to walk. Um, Judy actually was under the weather, and so Dale pushed her for the 5K. Um, they, didn't, they didn't peel off at the 1K, they always did the 5K, and I walked with them as they just talked about um, what church world service meant to them and um, their experiences. Did they ever see any of our work around the world? No, they didn't. Um, were they quite active uh, in the community and took, took advantage of anybody who came from Church World Service to talk about the work and why it was important? Um, yes, they did. But they were very passionate uh, about um, making a difference. And, you know, we talk about ending hunger one step at a time. And so I, I think about them a lot. And even in the years when it was very challenging, they um, continue to be very strong supporters. And um, my son who did video for the Crop Hunger Walk and continues to do, uh, did a video of Dale um, in his last Crop Hunger Walk and where he talked about why he walked because, you know, there, um, because he wanted to accompany people around the world. He wanted to be a part of making that difference. And if he could do that around the world and within the local community, he was, he was, um, carrying out part of what God was calling him to do. And so, and he wanted to support his wife. That was very clear. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're, they're, I, I think about them often in terms of persons that um, really impacted a number of people and really made a difference and aren't going to be somebody that many people within church world service know, but um, it's people like Judy and Dale Stickle that, um, make this all possible as well, because they see a vision that is different than what is today. Yeah. No, th and th yeah, really, thanks again for, for sharing that. I mean, for me, well, you know, um, when I was, I, my career within CW started in the so-called field, right, right, in Indonesia. And when I heard about the crop hunger walks, I had no clue what that was about. So, you know, the first time I, I was asked to go to the U.S. to speak, I was I was amazed by, yeah, this enormous um, voluntarism and the drive to to um, be part of this. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of the reasons that I started my hundred mile is to kind of celebrate that because I have a lot of admiration for. Yeah, I've met people when I was going, you know, through in the U.S. and 
I asked them about, uh, you know, when was your last vacation? And I said, you know, you get a reply. We can't go on vacation because we have to go to the, to the, um, you know, the shelter or because otherwise nobody else it's, it's, yeah. wow, it's, it's incredible. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Um, yeah. Grassroots is, is maybe also not a, a word that we had not mentioned yet, but definitely part of, of mm-hmm. church world service, uh, Absolutely. according to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We as an organization are also in, still in the middle of this discussion about, okay, what, is there something that we need to do with the brand of CWS because yeah. younger generation is changing and yes, our supporters are uh, very, very uh, loyal. Um, but our average um, supporter is, you know, getting older. So do we, uh, do we need to make a change and, and what is that? And part of that discussion is we should look at, at a possible name change. Um, so I would just l- like to hear from you what your, what your thoughts are within that discussion and how you see that. Because um, it's, it's not a, well, you know, it's not an easy discussion. Um, but I, I think f- for me, at least, it's the, the great thing about the discussion is, for me, it's also an example of what Church World Service is about, is never afraid to start a discussion to look at itself, either its actions or, you know, in this case, it's the name. It's, at least that's what I really, um, uh, yeah, I, over the years have, 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 uh, have admired uh, about this organization is that question. question. You can always ask questions and there will always be discussions, actually. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, can, can you, uh, yeah, g- give me your take on, on, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that if you look through the history of Church World Service, it has evolved and it should evolve because um, the context is changing. So where, as we would have started initially, perhaps as an organization that responded to emergencies and particularly emergencies that persons that were displaced at World War II were experiencing. Um, uh, and then you start to look at, okay, what are what, what is causing that? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. then you start to look at, okay, um, how, do we, how do we really look at the, the root causes of, of hunger and displacement and how do we change that? And how might we be able to have that just and sustainable solution? And then you look at, you know, some of it's about our policies, you know, and so mm-hmm. continuing to look at that and part of it's about education. I think within all of that, um, um, what is woven through that is is our our mission has stayed uh, fairly similar, and so for me, whatever that brand is and whatever that name is, mm-hmm. as uh, as long as we're clear about what our mission is, um, and that doesn't mean the mission won't change, but we're clear about that. Mm-hmm. I see the brand and the name as an extension of that. Um, I personally, um, I I I. I believe that um, the faith context of who we are is part of what makes us unique. And mm-hmm. it is what makes us unique as well um, and sets us apart from some organizations. Um, and I think that maintaining that, I think, is a critical piece. 
but looking at how might we be able to express that in a better or different way, I think um, is, is a good thing. Um, I think if we don't find that thing, I'm okay with seeing where we are as well. And you just express that in different ways, you know, using different mediums, using mm -hmm. different technologies, using different um, ways of communication. And I would hope that those that are younger than I would have some of that creative um, that creativity to kind of bring that, bring that to bear. But I also hope that, that the, at the core of that, is how we communicate who we are and how we want to work and mm -hmm. what makes us different in that uh, needs to be very clear in our brand and in our name. No, th thanks for that. I, I was just, you know, while, while we are, while you were talking, I was also thinking about at a certain moment, church world service was church world service and witness. Yeah. Right. Yes. And and yes. Uh, then we decided, and and maybe you know uh, why witness was, was dropped. But I, I'm thinking, in 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 a way, and it depends, of course, what your definition of witness is. But for right. me, it is a lot about speaking out, that focusy. Um, I I understand there is an other component to it as well. But when I think about the type of organization we we are, I. You know, it, it, for me, it's, it would speak to advocacy, and and um, well, it's very much part of what we do, right? And yes. and and, yes. and and I think maybe in the years to come, it it will increase even further, um, because as as an international NGO, you know, your the way you work will be different from, um, you know, how you used to, and uh, so maybe speaking out, creating a space for people that we work with. Uh, to raise their voice becomes even more important than mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. than it has been, and it has always been important for us, you know, on the hill right. in the UN. But um, anyway, sorry, I, that was just my some of my um, reaction. Yeah, well, do you remember when when witness was I dropped do. and why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Church World Service also is is was a part of the National Council of Churches mm -hmm. and, and also was a part of what was the Division of Overseas Ministries. Mm -hmm. And then we came together and brought uh, Church World Service and Division of Overseas Ministries and International Affairs together oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. formed yeah. Church World Service and Witness. Um, and then um, the witness was was dropped at one point. Not that it wasn't an important piece of who we are, but we felt like um, we it's it was it was spoken through those programs. And I think that's one of the reasons why today we, I mean, I so admire the advocacy work and mm -hmm. the advocates all over the US and having people, it's, it's even not as much about church world service speaking, but it's equipping others to mm -hmm. tell their story and mm -hmm. to advocate. And, um, and uh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly that that has, has been, but is even a much, much stronger piece um, of who we are, and I'm always in awe, particularly around the immigration refugee work that we've uh, that Churchill Service has been a part of. Um, when you know refugees come together at the state level, local level, or national level, uh, and hopefully <laughs> global level at some point as well, um, to kind of tell their stories and what the impacts of the policies are, mm -hmm. and I think that really does transform people's thinking. Yeah, um, it certainly has mine. 
No, and, and it's extremely important. I, I um, part of this series, uh, there is also a, a conversation that I had with with David Beckman of, of Bread mm. for the World. And, yeah. you know, when I asked him about to come up with an anecdote about uh, or an experience of where he worked, had worked with Church World Service, um, I should not tell the story because people should listen to the other podcast, but I, uh, <laughs> it, it's really interesting because he recalled, you know, that he was active with John McCullough, our president in, in, uh, of, of, of church world service with, with advocating on the Hill for a particular matter. And mm. years, years later, um, he realized that that particular action had had a lot of impact. Um, so wow. it and and that's and that's really difficult uh, on on uh, for for our colleagues who are working so much on you know on the on the hill at the UN because it it's it's years right often because you don't um, yeah I mean if you if you're involved in emergency response you see that there is some change because people have access to water again because you have bought clean water but. Um, when you're talking about policy changes or laws that are changing, um, most of the time it will take a while before you see the implications of, of uh, such. A, and of course, there are a couple of things that are immediate as well. But uh, um, yeah, it's interesting. So I, I would definitely advise people to listen to that particular podcast. Oh. Uh, yeah, definitely will because I think you've named another thing which is important, which is commitment over the long term. Mm. So, fifty years, seventy-five years is great, but um, it's unfortunate that the needs are still there. But that commitment and that vision over a long period mm. is critically important. That's very important. And that's interesting. I honestly had not done as much advocacy, but um, I think one of the things that Church World Service colleagues of ours do well is provide resources and training so that each of us can reach out to our representatives. Mm. Each of us can be active at the state level. Yeah, so each right. of us can be active at the local level. And I think that's invaluable. It's invaluable. So many times you're, you're not sure what to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so to provide those resources and provide that information um, and, and train you to say, hey, you can do this. You mm -hmm. can do this. You can participate in this process. <laughs> uh, oh. And your voice matters. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Important. What would you like to say? What would you like to wish for CWS? Hmm. 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 An interesting question. Um, uh, I, I think I, I, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, we wish for a world where there is enough for all. I guess I wish for a, a world where people recognize, respect one another to the, to the point in which Indeed, we want to share, collaborate, and cooperate together for the betterment of the whole <laughs> and for each other. Mm. Um, you know, being called to love your neighbor. <laughs> um, um, and I would hope that we could um, be in that place where we indeed love our neighbor and we support, serve, cooperate, collaborate, accompany. Um, so that indeed it is a better place and there is enough for all.
Thanks, Joanne. Um, yeah, anything else that you wished we would have discussed or you'd like to share? Um, I, I, you know, nothing, nothing major comes to mind. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the exciting things, um, and again, maybe it is just after having been with Church World Service over a long period of time and feel like I'm just learning more and more each day, as we all are, I think. But it's very exciting, honestly, to see young people engage in the mission and to, to engage in some really new and exciting ways. And um, uh, I have no idea what that looks like um, mm. 25 years from now, but I do have a lot of confidence in those that are coming um, and those that are with us, and that um, it will be better. <laughs> it will be a, a different world, and um, that um, that we can have a world where there's um, more equity, um, more caring, more compassion, more empathy, um, more livelihoods, more you know, you you name it. Mm -hmm. um, um, we all, we always want the world to be a better place for our children, but I think the leaders that are coming, um, and that are here, um, doesn't matter what your age are, uh, is, excuse me. Um, I find that, um, incredibly invigorate, invigorating. I mean, it mm -hmm. really fuels, um, mm -hmm. to continue to, um, further the mission. So. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Joanne, and, and and really for the listeners is you know if if you follow me a bit and you see me on social media, I was say I try to walk the talk and I really try, but if you if you are thinking about a person that really walks the talk, that's Joanne. So so, uh, um, you know it's it's unbelievable her commitment, you know your commitment, uh, Joanne, to the organization and. Um, always go you know over and beyond so so uh, yeah thanks thanks for who you are and and what you do thank you thank you do you see you do you see me will you be the eyes so that we all can be Thank you for listening to Walk, Talk, Listen. Please check us out on 100mile.org or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to know more about Church World Service, please check out cwsglobal.org. Thank you.